this young lady was giving a, a talk, and it was just, it was just so inspiring, and she was doing just such a great job that I inboxed her and I asked her to um, to give me a call and to talk to her about joining us on this call. And so today I'm honored to have with us Kamiko. I hope I'm saying that right. Kamiko uh, Thomas. She is a life coach, motivational speaker, and minister. She is a native of Opelousas, Louisiana. Her love, passion, and commitment to excellence was defined and cultivated by wanting more as she walked to Groley, as she walked Groley Street as a little girl. It was then fueled by her pursuit of success and accomplishment in the United States Army. The woman that we have on the line today is still a work in progress because there are unlimited doors to unlock, dreams to fulfill, and realities to live. She has a Master's of Business Administration from the College of William and Mary in Virginia, as well as a Master's in Christian Studies with an emphasis on Christian leadership from Grand Canyon University. She has also received her Certificate of Ordination in the Gospel Ministry in November 2014. She continues to pursue additional educational opportunities in the United States Army. She is a certified sexual assault response coordinator and a master resilience trainer. She is also the mother of two amazing children and grandmother of one. And we'd like to welcome Ms. Kimiko Kimiko Thomas. And Ms. Kimiko you are on mute, so you will have to dial star six to unmute yourself. So did I unmute it? Did I get it right? Yes, ma'am. You sure okay. did. Thank Good you. Morning. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning again. Thank you for the opportunity. I don't count it. I take it lightly when I have the opportunity to speak, you know, into the life of other people. Um, I often tell people that it's important that we understand the value of each other and what we pour in and what we deposit out of people. You know, it matters. So, again, like, thank you for reading my bio, so I won't belabor that point at all, and we we'll can kind of just dive right in. Is that okay? All right. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this morning's topic is called Fix My Focus. And so whenever we're looking at everything that's going on in the world today and all the things that are happening around us, a lot of this is uncharted territory for a lot of people. Um, But at the same time, there's a lot of good things that have come out of all that we're encountering today in today's society. So when we talk about fix our focus, um, we've had an opportunity to have time we didn't have before. We've had an opportunity to spend quality time, one, not only with family and friends, but with ourselves. Um, also, like I said, if you're a spiritual person, you've had time to really build your relationship with God and also see things that, in a way that you probably never saw it before. Um, and because of that, when we're beginning to see and acknowledge some things in our lives, in ourselves, in other people, in our circumstances that we've never actually slowed down enough to acknowledge that they were already prevalent in our lives, it really begins to shift our focus. But 
the thing is when we talk about the focus being shifted, we have to also understand that it can be from a positive perspective or it can be from a negative perspective. So as I begin to journey through this season over the last few months of this pandemic, um, one of my um, you could say declarations to God was, Lord, help me fix my focus because I didn't realize how I had so much going on that even though I feel I know what my purpose in this life is and I know the dreams and the passion that I have, I've wasted a lot of time on non-value-added things. But it wasn't until life, if you will, slowed down enough for me to even be able to see and identify with those things that were blocking and or altering my focus as I journey through this thing called life. So the first thing is, what am I focused on? That's my challenge to you today as we go throughout this call and we talk about fixing our focus. Ask yourself, what am I focused on? And not only what am I focused on, but why am I focused on those things? Because when we begin to do self-awareness, self-assessment, it allows us to realign our direction of travel, if you will. So I often tell people the why you're focused on something is more and or just as important as what you're focused on. Because as life happens, as the storms of life continue to rage in our lives, um, we can get distracted. It can get cluttered because we're looking at all the things that are right in front of us. So when we're channeling through those different storms of life and we understand the why behind what we're focused on, it gives us something that we will have in our toolbox to make sure that we retain our focus. It helps us rechannel ourselves so we don't get caught up in everything that's in between, where we are now, what we're focused on, and our destiny. So when you make sure that you understand why, it helps you keep fighting. It helps you keep pressing toward actually getting to your end state. And that end state can be professional. It could be spiritual. It could be personal. It could be a multitude of things. It doesn't have to be just one thing. And I often tell people, for me, I'm a three-dimensional person. So I like to see things from a multiple perspective because when I do it that way, it allows me to be able to tap into maybe something I didn't consider, something I didn't see, uh, whether it's from my eyes or the eyes of people around us. So as you think about what are you focused on and how does that thing align up with what you feel your purpose and your calling is in life, and then understanding the why behind why you feel that that's your purpose or that's your calling and or your destiny, you can identify yourself now with the distractions that you have in your life, the things that have kept you from keeping focused, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. Because the important thing about identifying the distractions is that now we know how to ensure that we don't get sucked into all of those distractions. And the sad part of it is that we've allowed these distractions so long in our lives that they have become our norm. And once they become your norm, you think that's what it is. But in actuality, that's never what it was intended to be. So when we be able to identify what the distractions are in our lives and we begin to continue to charter through our focus and our purpose in life, it helps us make sure that we stay the course. Because the importance of a lot of it is that we have to ensure that we are not spending our wills with the opinions of society, the opinions of others, 
the things that other people have placed upon us that they think are good for us, but it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with who God has called us to be. Because one thing I've learned is that people will create a false expectation of who they want you to be. And when you're in that place and in that vein, you've allowed yourself now to be sidetracked on a vision that somebody else has for you that you haven't even committed to because you can't even see that. And that's not even what God has called you to do. So making sure that when we identify with what those distractions are in our lives and remove them from a place of normalcy and put them in their proper perspective, which is on the sideline. Because I tell people oftentimes is people think they know us, they know what's good for us, um, and, you know, God forbid, they say, well, the Lord told me, well, guess what? The Lord speaks to you, too, just like he speaks to me. So we have to be careful in how we allow other people to impose their opinions on us when it comes to our focus. Because if God has given you a specific assignment that he's given to you, other people on the outside are not privy to that assignment. They're not privy to what your purpose is. That's only something that has been shared with you. So when you have other people that can be distractions, that's trying to pull you every which way other than the way in which you should be going, you have to quickly identify with those distractions. And it's like I said, it's not that you have to push them to the side that they're not important, but you have to know how and when and where to engage in those things. I often tell people one of the hardest things I had to learn in life was my accessibility. I was always accessible to everybody. My phone was always by me. I answered every time it rang. I mean, I was always on it. I was multitasking all day long, juggling it all. And nothing was wrong with that, but something was wrong with that, if you know what I mean. Because Now, if I'm giving 20% of myself to five different things, I'll never arrive at 100% of anything. So I had to understand and know that my accessibility to people was one of my biggest hindrances. I had to learn how to compartmentalize how much time and effort and energy I was going to give to certain things in my life. Because if I don't do that, it's going to quickly shift you off your focus. You're going to find yourself, not that you may not arrive to your end state, it's going to take you a longer time. You're going to have all these other detours, unnecessary roadblocks, other things and hills and mountains and valleys you have to go through that were never truly intended or wasn't even truly a part of your original journey. So if we are able to tap into those things and know what they are, now we can charter our course a little bit better as we continue to remain focused on the things and or the direction of travel that we're going. And one of the things I wrote down, too, was that focus is is fired by faith but, and not by fear or frustration. So your focus should be fueled based on that burning, that yearning, that wanting more, ready to achieve. I don't want to keep setting goals for my life never to obtain any of them because something rises up that creates a fear factor in me. I have so much going on, and now I'm frustrated, and I'm just like, whatever, I don't want to deal with it. But it's not until you truly have faith and believe that thing from the inside of you So it's manifested on the outside of you that you really, truly can really reach that full potential. And so that's why our focus is so vitally vitally important to us as we journey through this thing called life, because we have to make sure that we understand that I'm never going to get to something that I cannot believe in myself. And so that's why it's so 
important that we know that unbelief is what blocks us from our focus. So that goes back to your accessibility, making sure you have accountability partners, people that are going to speak life into you, people that are value added to you, that can actually not only speak a word into you, but that can provide a resource. And I tell people, you have so many great people in this world who have amazing dreams, amazing ideas, and that's all they are because they'll never leave the inside of their head. It'll never leave the inside of their heart because they're not connected to the right people that are not only speaking life and encourage them, but somebody that can put resources behind them. I got some people, thank you for the pat on the back, but guess what? The guy that I serve has already validated and assured me who I am in him. So I appreciate the applause. I appreciate the pat on the back. However, but if you're not willing to put your hand to the plow with me and make this thing work, then how is that value added to me in this season of my life? So, those are the things we have to begin to own and walk in confidence in who and what we are when we're pursuing the focus and the things that God has for us. Because I tell people all the time is don't ever confuse my confidence with arrogance. My confidence is because I'm assured in who I am and what I believe and what I have been called to do on this side of heaven. And so, therefore, when you have that assurity in yourself and you minimize the distraction, you remove the unbelief, you begin to compound that with accountability, partners, resources, the things that God has already aligned you with, then all of the things will begin to manifest itself so much quicker, so much faster, and then not only am I positioning myself in a forward momentum posture, but guess what? I'm bringing people with me because every time I take a step, I have those people that are around me that's pushing me. So guess what? As they push and I take a step, they take a step. And at the same time, it may be somewhere somebody may get weary, whatever the case may be, but we have enough of us in place where we can make sure that we don't let that one waver. But if your focus is not in the right place at the right time, you'll find yourself in a dilemma and or a possible delay. And I can tell people the good thing about dilemmas and delays are not denials. That doesn't mean that you're not going to arrive, but you have to be able to be self-aware and tap into a lot of these things for yourself. So, therefore, when those distractions come that may speak negativity and or anything that's not value added to you, you have enough confidence within yourself where you can go ahead and press suppress that in your own words. You can speak life into the atmosphere and allow it to manifest and produce that in what God has already have called and have already approved for you, your purpose, your calling for your life. So one of the other things I wrote down is don't limit yourself to a label and don't be loyal to a lie. And when you look at that from the perspective is, like I'll say it just to make sure you get it, don't limit yourself to a label and don't be loyal to a lie. Because when we think about it from that perspective is that we've, had, we've come up and people have labeled us, they have put things on us that now we've embraced them because that's what I've always been taught. That's what I've always been told. Um, my family dynamics have aligned me to this purpose or to this place in my life. Guess what? That may be a label that was given to you early on at some time within your journey of this thing called life. But guess what? If that's not what God told you it is for you, that is not, that is a lie. That is not 
for you to be loyal because my mom thinks that I should be a judge because everybody in my family was a judge or attorney. We all worked in law enforcement, whatever. That's a label. But if God told me that my purpose was greater than that, it was community service to build up a nation of young girls who can go out, go out do great things, conquer the world, mentor, push each other to another perspective, that's my reality. And therefore, I'm not going to be loyal to a lie because that label is not what God gave me to say that I should be pursuing in this season of my life. So as I continue to do this thing called life, you have to go back and search the crevices of your heart. And I tell people, we're never at a place where as long as you got breath in your body, you still got work to do. You still can do the thing that God has called you to do, whatever that purpose is that he's giving you, that passion that he's giving you. Just ask the Lord, fix my focus, God. Lord, show me what I should be focusing on. Not only what, but why should I focus on all of these things? And as I begin to realign myself, towards that purpose based on my focus, remove the distractions out of my way. Go ahead and impart it to me and show me who I should be connected to, when I need to connect to them. Also, cut off who I need to cut off. Because I think a lot of times that's one of our other biggest dilemmas is that we have all of these people that are weighing us down. It's not that we don't love them. It's not that we don't want them to enjoy in the fruits of our labor that God may bless us with, you know, but they're seasonal people in our lives. And there are some people that is not meant to go with you where God has called you to go. They have came there solely for a season, a specific time, for a specific reason, and you got to be willing to cut it off when Lord say, let it go. I tell people that's the one thing that I've learned is how I call it sling load, folks. Baby, once your season is over, I'm going to cut that thing off because I'm trying to get somewhere. And I don't need anything that's going to keep me and pull me back and or delay my arrival to the next season of my life. Because some people are solely on borrowed time. I can tell people we can look at the world today. Somebody didn't make it today. Somebody didn't make it since we've been on this phone call right now. But one thing I can tell people is we have to know that, Lord, whatever it is in this season of my life that you're taking me through, I want to fulfill it in its entirety. I want to be at the right place at the right time. Position me. I want to be in the right posture to be able to do all the things that you called me to do. But if our focus is not fixed and fixed on the right things, then nine times ten, we're going to miss the mark. We're, we're going to miss the mark. It doesn't mean it's not going to come around again. But like I tell people, I don't like having to go through the same lesson more than one time because that's the purpose of us going through something. I never lose anything. I don't believe in the word loss. I feel everything is a lesson learned. So we all can look back over our lives and we can look at some things that we've been through and like, Lord, you know, some people say, well, you, you know, I lost this. No, you didn't lose that. That was seasonal. You have to learn through that lesson because I don't care how much knowledge and education that we may have, but it's not until it's compounded with experiences that it gives us the true validation to speak into the lives of other people. Because oftentimes we'll ask ourselves, the minute somebody comes and try to tell you what to do, you're going to be like, what qualifies you to tell me? <laughs> you ain't been through nothing. So the experiences that we've had and that we continue to go through, whether they didn't, they, you know, most of the time they don't feel good to us, but they're good for us. And if we allow them to work for us, now we can really truly channel a lot of the things that we're pursuing because now our focus is fixed. And knowing the importance of aligning yourself so, therefore, you can reach your desired end state. And that's why I tell people, even with that, the desired end state, like, again, we can take this from a personal perspective, educational, spiritual, relationship perspective, 
you know, you determine what that end state is based on whatever you're actually trying to achieve in that specific area of your life. And just know that, hey, I'm, I'm an avid, I write everything down. I'm big on vision board. Because sometimes, like I tell people, it doesn't matter what I may know in my mind and I may believe in my heart. When I can see that thing is prostrated in my way, therefore it allows me to refocus. Because like I said, your feelings may, be, may get the best of you in this moment, but then guess what? I'm going to turn around, I'm going to see the vision board, and I'm going to quickly refocus that. Guess what? My feelings has no place where my focus is because my feelings change too much. And so, therefore, if I'm trying to remain focused, I can't allow myself to be caught up in my feelings because my feelings are having me all over the place. So, again, like I said, it's a lot of things that we can continue to look and apply and and make sure that we're channeling down the right road to make sure that we're achieving our end state. But the, the most core thing, is, like I tell people all the time, is understand your focus. What am I giving my time and energy to? Is it value added in my life, in this season of my life? That doesn't mean it wasn't value added in your last season. But if you're trying to go somewhere, I tell people I'm all about forward m- momentum and posturing myself to reach all that God has called and called and created for me. And, and if you're anything like me, I tell people, I don't want to get to heaven and see all the things I could have had here on earth. I want everything that God has for me on this side of heaven and maybe a little bit more if he allows it to be. Because the life that we live is not always about self-gain. Is that the Lord saw fit to choose you and give you a purpose because your purpose, somebody else is dependent upon that. Somebody is waiting for you to arrive so that they can get their breakthrough or they can have their open door. But a lot of times we sit stagnated in places where God is trying to tell you, hey, I have this promotion for you, but guess what? When you get promoted, guess what? It creates a vacancy. And that vacancy is for somebody else's promotion to come right behind you. So it's not until we take the charge and the challenge to want more, to do more, that we're allowing ourselves to open doors for other people, that God is calling for them to do more and want more. But if we stay stagnated in a lot of these areas of our lives, we're not only hindering our our own progression, we may be possibly hindering somebody else's progression. So when we begin to own a lot of this stuff, and I tell people, um, for me, I'm all about self-awareness, self-assessment. I do a lot of, hey, search Kamiko inside and out, because when it's all said and done, I want to be the best version of me that I can be. But I can't be the best version of who I am if I'm not willing to put in the work. And putting in the work is asking yourself those hard questions. And when you have to ask yourself the hard questions, embrace answer because the answer is what's going to stretch you it's going to pull you it's going to develop you it's going to cultivate you to be able to be as much more effective in the next season of your life than what you will ever be positioned to do if you just close the door so i encourage you spend time ask yourself what am i first of all what where am i trying to go what is my purpose what is my passion okay and then once you identify with that okay how do i get there What should I be focusing on in this season of my life, whether it's in the next three months, six months, nine months, three years, whatever, however you manage your life. Like I said, some people have short-term goals, long-term goals. Some people do vision boards. Some people just have accountability partners or have a life coach. Whatever you feel you need to make sure you stay the course because all of us need somebody when it's all said and done. Just making sure that the somebody we choose is value added for us in that season of our lives. 
So, again, like I said, stay focused. And if you're not sure, Lord, fix my focus. And really, truly have a heart of acceptance. Because sometimes when God shows us who we are, it's not always a pretty picture. But we have to be willing to own it. And once you own it, okay, now how do I fix it? How do I work on it? What do I do? What do I apply to make sure that I reach the desired end state for what I feel my purpose and my calling for is in this season of my life? So, again, I just want to make sure that you guys leave today encouraged. I do want to leave time for questions and answers for us to dialogue. Um, of course, like I said, I don't have all the answers, however, but I would give you the best answer that God has given me. <laughs> and, you know, and together we can truly go out and do great things. We can be the great people that God has called us to be. He did not make a mistake when he made neither one of us. Like I tell people, he took time to cultivate us and so who he's called us to be. So it's our charge to own it and make that thing work for us and all and when it's all said and done that he truly gets the glory out of our lives make sure we don't get in the way and we make sure we let him stay where he should be in all of this which is the center of it because as long as god is in the center of it he'll move mountains for you he will dry up the valleys and he'll make everything plain for you because that's the type of god we serve so, again, I want to open it up to any comments, questions. Um, I know I can kind of get very lengthy and I get really passionate and excited <laughs> about certain things, but that's just how I am. So. <laughs> Kamiko, you did an awesome job. I, I feel like, um, you know, we don't – I know a lot of the folks who are used to our organization and our calls, I know they're probably really surprised because you're the first person that we've ever had to preach it to us. I'm going to call it preaching because that's how you moved me today. So I know a lot of the callers on the line are saying, did she get a preacher? Amen. I didn't book a preacher, but we ended up with a preacher because this was words for me today. So I want to thank you so much. I took some notes, but I, last time I mentioned my notes first, and I think maybe I cut out people who wanted to say something. So I'm going to just hold my notes to the end, um, and then that way I'll allow everybody to, to ask questions and make comments. What we have is a new feature, um, Kamiko. It, am I saying that right? I, I, every time I say it, I'm saying it differently, and this is a brand-new no. problem for me. No, you're fine. It's Kamiko. Mm -hmm. Kamiko. Okay, I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm overthinking it. Kamiko. All right, Kamiko, we have a brand-new feature that we played with a couple of weeks ago, and so we're super excited. It's called Question and Answer. When I push this button, um, it's going to give everybody some directions and instructions on how to get their questions answered. This works a lot better. It allows everybody a chance, and it gets them in a queue. But it will also mute you. So you'll, need, you'll, you'll go ahead and unmute yourself, and then um, I'll call callers, and they'll ask questions one at a time, and it will make it smooth, and it will keep everybody else muted so that we can hear everybody's questions. So we're going to move okay, into the so question start, so okay, so now. Star 6, yes, star I'm gonna, six is my yes. unmute, right? Okay. Yes. Sure. And here okay. we go. We're right. going to open it up for questions, and we're going to use this feature. And let's. I was just saying, with, with similar to what you were saying yesterday, and I know now it's confirmation from God. And like um, Dr. Shonda was saying, Dr. Brooks, this is the first time I've been on a call, and it's preaching, and it enlightened me like very much. And I do appreciate you coming on and enlighten everybody that's on the call. I know it was a wake-up call for me, and I know it's a confirmation, and I, I now know where I got to go with this. Thank you again. You're welcome. 
A few of my takeaways from today's talk was about the non-value-added activities. I just finished reading a book called Timekeeper by Mitch Album, and it was a whole book. It was a bunch of little stories, but at the end of the book, the big takeaway from the book was that time is what makes life precious. And it was such, it, that's not what I expected to get out of the book at all. I expected that the book was going to tell me that um, some time away. But in this book, it talks about what happens in the future when people live longer. Because they have more time, they add more activities to that time. And instead of adding value-added activities, they just fill it with a bunch of mundane things that build their resume and build their CV. So in the future, people have lost the feel that the, their feelings because they have so much time. And because they have so much time, they're trying to fill it with a bunch of accomplishments. Time is what helps us fix our focus, knowing that we only have so many minutes in the day. How should we be spending that time? But when we are not sure of our focus, like Kamiko was saying, or we're letting other people put their opinions on us or drive us, like she said, I love the one about uh, we do something. We can be 50, 60 years old, and, and we're a nurse because our mom was a nurse and, and because that's what, we, that's, what, that's what I was expected to do. Now I'm 50 years old, and I'm miserable as a nurse. I wanted to be a singer. And that's what called, God's called you to do, then sing. Um, I like that she said, fuel your focus by faith and not by fear. Uh, that's what drives me with, with the family strong is just my faith that I'm making those connections that, that allow folks to progress. Sometimes people waiting on you to show up <laughs> so that when you show up, they can make the next step. You are the missing link for someone. Like she said, it was just her, her whole analogy was just great. And then the, I am so happy that we have this call recorded so that I can go back and I can listen to this over and over again because it's definitely going to be one of the things that I pull out when I'm going through this, this season of change and where I'm really trying to find my fo- what, what should I be focusing on now. And I want to make sure that I am accessibility to people. Everybody on this call, for the most part, you know that you have access to me. 24-7. My dad fell sick last week, and you still had access to me. And I need to learn how to reduce that accessibility, simply because there's only so many hours in the day. And if I'm focusing on A, then I can't focus on B, like she said. And so that was all. It was very affirming to me. So I'm going to start letting things go to voicemail. Uh, and maybe I won't respond back in 25 seconds. And Miss Johnny tells me that all the time. I don't know if Miss Johnny's on the call today, but Miss Johnny calls me after each call sometimes, and she says, "Who tells you that these things have to be done in this order at this time?" So she's good about trying to beat me into a submission. Kamiko, I want to thank you so much um, for taking your time out. Tell tell the callers, where are you joining us from? You're not here in Louisiana with us. Where are you at today? Actually, believe it or not, I am sitting on a rock in the middle of a creek. I'll send you the picture so you know I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I 
because I tell you I do my best thinking about the water, right? But I'm actually oh in, yes, the water. I'm on the PA cool. side. I'm in Jersey. So I'm actually on the Philadelphia side. I live in New Jersey though, but where I'm physically sitting right now in this creek on a rock, chatting <laughs> with you guys, is on the Philadelphia side. So that's oh, I'm today. so jealous. Just yesterday, <laughs> I told my husband that I wanted to uh, dig a pond because I feel called to be by water. Uh, so you're talking about that calming effect. That is, it, water calms me. It, it relieves me. It, I, don't, I can't explain what it does. So I told him that. I said, I, I want a pond in the back because at this, at this stage in my life, I'm feeling called to be by water. So instead of pick up my house and move it, I'm just going to dig a pond in the back. So that's funny that you say you're calling me from a creek. So that is something I would do if I had a creek outside. I would be outside <laughs> at the creek. I totally understand that. So thank you for joining us all the way from Pennsylvania. I totally forgot when I first uh, talked with Kamiko that we were in two different time zones, but her being ever professional and because God had already ordained this, I checked her a few minutes ago. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to to, to account for the time difference, but she had already accounted for that. So I thank her so much for that because I know when I'm traveling to different time zones, I, I'm not used to conducting business in t- different time zones. So this is something new for me. So thank you so much for your professionalism um, and accounting for that because I totally <laughs> dropped the ball on the time zone thing. But thank you so much for joining us. Before we disperse, are there any other questions or comments uh, for Kamiko? Uh, are there any questions or comments for me? Or is there anything that you'd like to share? I'm going to unmute us all in a second, but before I do, I first want to thank Kamiko again. I greatly appreciate you taking your time. I definitely feel like we need to have you back um, in August. Um, I think uh, because in August we'll know what's happening for the fall. And I think that now that everything is so, you know, it's so crazy, but it's also so still right now. Isn't that strange? That it's like the eye of a hurricane. So we have the hurricane and we have the eye at the same time. So my world is just spinning out of control. But in my house right now, because I'm quarantining for 14 days, it is so quiet in here. It is so still in here. So now is definitely the time to be fixing fixing our focus. So thank you so much, and we'll see if maybe we can get you back um, in August if you're in our part of the world. We want to thank you again. I see that Ms. Marlene um, has unmuted herself. Maybe she has a question or comment, Marlene. So we want to thank you again.